Hey guys, praise King Jesus. Um, concerning the previous episode that we talked about family hearts, most of the feedback I received was about forgiveness. And I think I underlooked that point while talking about it. Forgiveness doesn't happen overnight. I want to guarantee that I think it's one of the hardest things that has been for me in my life of salvation. It's, it's the hardest thing for me to do. It it has been in the previous past because i remember the first time i fasted 40 days i was asking god to forgive because for me the person i had to forgive i loved them so much and um this person didn't say sorry and do you know forgiving someone who hurt you but they don't even know that they hurt you and you have to forgive them and they are repeating something over and over again that was the kind of forgiveness i had to deal with so i'm sorry if i made it look like it's something you're supposed to make up you're supposed to make up your mind one day and it happens overnight and you forgive and even forget no that's not how it happens it's a process a tough one but it's a very good decision why because when we look at salvation salvation comes from forgiveness for you to to be born again it means god has forgotten your past he has forgotten everything you did you people god is so forgiving he's so patient he's so kind the times i look at the things i did while i was still in the world and i even feel terrified and and i get goosebumps and i'm like oh my god how how are you watching me doing that and you kept quiet because psalms 50 50 i think it's chapter 50 verse 21 says you did all that and i kept quiet and you thought you were we were equal indeed there were times i did some wrong things and i'm like but if god is not fine with this why doesn't he do anything about it why does you know and there are times i look back and i'm even terrified and i'm like god you're so patient like how did i do this and you just kept quiet so salvation is all about god forgiving us because none of us is perfect we have sinned there was one time the devil was tricking me into thinking god is a a bad person because i was thinking look at this bible everyone seems to have done wrong or have fallen short of god's glory apart from jesus christ and remember I, I I had this knowledge that our life is already planned out by God. So as if it's happening intentionally, as if that's how he planned it and he wanted it to be. But then I thank God as my mind was really pondering about that issue. Then the Holy Spirit told me, as much as everyone in the Bible, all of us have sinned, is there a sin that God is not willing to forgive? Then I looked at Abraham. He fornicated. Actually, it was adultery. He slept with Haggai. Then I looked at Moses. For him, it was even murder. But God forgave him and gave him a new beginning. I looked at David. On top of adultery, he also shed some innocent blood. Then I looked at Abraham, Moses. I looked at Noah. In the, at, the, at the start of Noah's story, God destroyed the earth because everyone was a sinner. And only Noah was righteous before God. But then later on, he got drunk. He slept with his kids. And I'm like, oh God. 
So the secret is it's the devil who drives us into temptation. But because God is so loving and merciful, there is no sin he cannot forgive. That is the beauty of all this, is that we are weak, but God is willing to forgive us. Anyway, now that brings us to the point of forgiving our family members. Um, why God wants you to forgive these people who have hurt you, who may be the cause of the divorce, the separation, the fighting, the physical abuse, the drug abuse, one parent is taking alcohol and beating up the other, who may be the cause of why you're living with a single parent or one parent abandoned you or even death of a loved one. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? If you want God to do something new, his condition is forget the past. Forget what they did to you. Forgive them. You can't obviously forget without. You require to forgive. So as I was scrolling through my Bible, the Holy Spirit showed me this man called David. I think he's the perfect example of someone who forgave. And it came so naturally to him. Why did it come naturally to David? Here in... No, let me first read for you. Let me first tell you briefly about David's story. So David, after killing Goliath, the women started praising David. Women are so good at these things. So they were singing for him. David has... Saul has killed thousands, David has killed tens of thousands. So Saul got jealous, and jealousy is a very bad thing. He started haunting David to kill him because he knew he had been anointed by God and was going to be the next king. No one wants to lose their position, I'm telling you. So Saul kept on haunting David, trying to kill him. There was a time he threw his spear at him twice. So I don't know what is so big for you that you're failing to forgive that person who hasn't yet even attempted to kill you. Okay, maybe they have. Maybe they've sent you witchcraft. Maybe those people have tried to poison you. But whatever it is, David was haunted by Saul until Saul died. But then, after Saul's death, a certain messenger came to David. And then he told him, King Saul has died. And then David was like, what happened? So this guy wanted to brag eh, and gain David's favor, trying to show him that I've, I've killed him on your behalf so that you can become king. So he tells him Saul was in a very critical condition. And then he told me to spear him to death. So what this guy, um, Second Samuel chapter 1, verse 10 says, so I stood beside him and killed him because I knew that after he had fallen, he could not survive. And I took the crown that was on his head and the band on his arm and have brought them here to my Lord. But guess what David did? Then David and all the men with him took hold of their clothes and told them they were mourning. They mourned and wept and fasted till evening for Saul. Who does that? Who fasts for their enemy? And his son Jonathan and for the army of the Lord and for the nation of Israel because they had fallen by the sword. David said to the young man who brought him the report, Where are you from? I am a son of a foreigner, an Amalekite, he answered. David asked him, Why weren't you afraid to lift your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David called one of his men and said, Go strike him down. So he struck him down and he died. For David had said to him, Your blood be on your own head, your own mouth, 
your own mouth testified against you when you said, I killed the Lord's anointed. So this is what God wants us to do, to forgive and even feel bad when wrong things happen to our enemies. So in the long run, Saul has a son who wants to take over the father's kingdom. And then one of the sons, actually the son's army commander, who was pursuing David's army, shifts and decides to help David because he realizes David is the anointed of God. So he wants to help David take over the throne. But this man had first treated David badly. But then David's commander kills the commander of Saul's son's army. Oh God, I hope you're getting it. Yeah. So he kills the commander of the other army on Saul's son's army. And then listen to what David says when he finds out. This is 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 28. It says, Later when David heard about this, he said, I and my kingdom are forever innocent before the Lord concerning the blood of Abner, son of Nea. May his blood fall on the head of Joab and on his whole family. So he, 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 he put some curses. Remember Joab, the one he's cursing, is the commander of his army. But this guy would never revenge. He hated revenge. Joab and his brother Abishai murdered Abner because he had killed their brother Ashahel in the battle of Gibeon. And then verse 38 says, The king said to his men, Do do you not realize that a commander and a great man has fallen in Israel this day? And today, though I am the anointed king, I am weak. And these sons of Zeruiah are too strong for me. May the Lord repay the evildoer according to his evil deeds. David would never revenge. He would always leave revenge to God. However bad what you've done to him is. So, after that, this son of Saul remains alive. And then some other two men think what is going to make David happy is killing the son of Saul because he was now his rival. They were both competing for the kingdom. So these two guys were also now in Saul's army. And so they kill the son to Saul. And then they cut off his head and bring it to David. Think they're going to make him happy because now, guess what? The kingdom is yours. But that's not how we get things in the kingdom of God. You let God fight your battles. You do not achieve a position by accusing, by forging words about someone or spreading rumors. Even if something is right and someone really did something wrong, do not do that because they hurt you in the past. So, Second Samuel chapter 4 verse 9 says, David answered Rechab and his brother Bana. These were the ones who had brought ahead. The sons of Rimon, the Berothite. As surely as the Lord lives, who has delivered me out of every trouble? You see, because he trusted God with all his problems. When someone told me Saul is dead and thought he was bringing good news, I seized him and put him to death in Ziklag. That was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more when wicked men have killed an innocent man in his own house and on his own bed. This man wasn't innocent. He was pursuing David. But 
Should I not now demand his blood from your hand and rid the earth of you? So David gave an order to his men and they killed him. They cut off their hands and feet and hung the bodies by the pool of Hebron. They, but they took the death, the head of Ishboseth and buried it in Abner's tomb at Hebron. So David was very good at fighting God's battles. But one thing he would never settle for is fighting his own battles. And each time he was going to fight God, God's battles, he would ask him, God, should I do this? And then God would be like, do it. But when it came to his own battles, he always left them to the Lord. That is why Romans chapter 12 verse 19 says, do not take revenge my dear friends but leave room for god's wrath for it is written it is mine to avenge i will repay says the lord on the contrary on the contrary if your enemy is hungry feed him so this is what you're supposed to do if someone hurt you do good things for them give them what to eat prepare for them the best thing especially if this person is family you have the opportunity to do all these things for them if he's thirsty give him something to drink in doing this you will heap burning coals on his head so you may be wondering just like i was how did david do this acts chapter 13 verse 22 says after removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified according. God testified concerning him. Imagine God himself bragging about, just like he bragged about Job. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. David had a heart of God. All the time, think about it. I, I mean, put yourself in this person's position. Think about them as loved of God. Because by the time he anointed these kings, God knew them. And he, he had a portion of his heart towards them. So before you hate on this person who you think is the cause of your family problems or any other issue, think about it in God's feet. He created this person. He also loves them. Funny how. Because you were also once a sinner and God tolerated you. So it's high time you tolerated this person and loved them until they came back to their senses and they're sorry. And God repays you twice. Because he says, forget the former things. I want to do something new. So before God can give your own marriage, you have to forgive whoever wrecked your family apart. And then... After forgiving and letting go of whatever happened and loving everyone and yeah, and forgetting the past, then God is going to start something new. So we're going to, after this, we're going to move on to our next episode, which will be about courtship as born agains or what is dating to born agains and all that stuff. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to share this audio with a friend. God bless you. I love you all.